Welcome to the Sales Acceleration Show, where we talk about the science of selling across the areas of demand generation, sales, and sales operation. This show is about doing. We focus on real problems, real solutions with real people, all dedicated to accelerating sales. I'm Gabe Larson. And I'm Steve Error. Let's dive in. You know, I gotta love the music. I told you it would grow on you. Yeah, the um, don't I was, doubt me, Gabe. I was a little doubtful when we first started, you but totally I saw I saw our guest speaker ba- jamming <laughs> in the background. You know, it's working. I freaking love this podcast. Here this we are fun. again. Um, this one's gonna be a, a little specialer than normal. We've got an expert with us today, Stephen. I'm ready to talk about. It's so good you use the word specialer. <laughs> Did I use specialer? You used the word specialer. Yeah, take and that out. You didn't say bigly. <laughs> bigly, yes. I Watch love specialer. It. Um, I like specialer. Yeah, today, Steve. I'm going to put that on my LinkedIn profile. I'm a specialer. Okay, anything else? My goodness. Um, so today we're going to be diving in. We've got Bryn Tillman, um, Chief Learning Officer at People Links. Bryn, how are you? I am great, Gabe. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm excited to jump into our topic today. Um, Bryn's been doing a lot in the space of learning, particularly social selling. If you've not checked out our LinkedIn site, um, it is a, what did I call that? It's a <laughs> a lead generation, lead generation dime, dynamite, I think, but magnet would dynamite. probably be more appropriate. Um, but before we jump into the conversation, um, I heard you have kind of a dark secret in your past. Is that right, Bryn? Uh, maybe dark. <laughs> it's occasionally not so dark, but it's a secret. <laughs> um, so it sounds like you've got a funny side to you. Is that right? Well, I, at least I thought I did in college because. I did some stand-up comedy. So was it your whole college, uh, your whole college experience, or you just did it once? Or so? No, no, no. For a while, maybe two and a half years out of the four years, um, my freshman year, I had a class on um, presentation and um, pub, you know public speaking. And our final, we all had to write a three-minute skit, and we did open mic night. And I <laughs> like, kind of fell in. I kind of fell in love with it, and. The guy invited me back, and I actually got paid once uh, for at Bryant College. I I went, and so I guess I can say I was a professional. <laughs> you got because you got paid one time. I got paid fifty bucks once. Is that so? That's 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 about to say I did, did it professionally. Yeah, right? I think that there is. I think I, it I is. used to do. Uh, I had some friends who had an uh, an improv comedy uh, troupe up in Salt Lake called Quick Wits. And uh, I used to do. Did quick you do wits. improv? Yeah, I did improv. <laughs> oh, I got paid. That's, that's my dream. Ten bucks a that's show. That's what I want to do when I retire. Is that right? Improv, Brent? You think you could pull off improv? Oh my god! It seems so I difficult. Brent, do you know what I would give to take Gabe up on stage? Do an improv show. <laughs> I, I don't think I could do it. I mean, I act to the part, but truthfully, I need my script. I think I need the script. You know? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I go off script. No scripts for me. Well, I'm, I'm with you, Bryn. Interesting, interesting. Well, um, 
we we'd share our unique uh, things but we've already shared them multiple times so i'm ready to dive into the conversation i'm ready we're going to be talking today about how to leverage your existing network to gain access to decision makers but before i do that bring can you just introduce yourself briefly and kind of some of the cool things you're working on besides comedy <laughs> besides comedy yeah no i've sort of left that in my past but um, so I work with PeopleLinks and we are a guided social selling platform. And one of the things that we're working on is making social easier and changing the behaviors of sales reps by guiding them on the right activities to do on a daily basis. Some of them will help them do what we're going to talk about today. So just you know, training in general, it's, training is awesome. Learning is great, but only if you're implementing it. Mm. So PeopleLinks helps the adoption of all the things that you learn. Interesting. No, I pre- appreciate the introduction. So you've been doing social for what now? Um, a, a fairly long time. I feel like I've seen you around doing different things for at least a couple of years. Is that right? Well, since 2008, oh, I have been time. training... Wow. I've been training on LinkedIn. That's an eternity um, in, in social world. That is. That's longer it than is. most. I got to give it to you. You you have actually the experience that most don't. Yep. Yep. I think I think Jamie Shanks and I probably have the longest running record. I don't know. That's what I... Maybe Kurt Shaver. Oh, that's that's yeah. almost Kurt. MySpace days. <laughs> MySpace. It, it is. Except I could never figure out how to monetize MySpace. <laughs> You and everybody else, right? You and everybody else. Yeah. So, so um, but I've been teaching LinkedIn since 2008, and I'm a sales trainer by trade. Oh, so my whole career, I've been a producer and a sales trainer. And when I saw LinkedIn, I immediately saw this as a sales tool, even though back then it was networking and they were just getting into the job hunting type. That's right. That's right. Because it wasn't yeah. always the sales tool that we see it now. So um, tell me real quick. I mean, what is you're out there a lot. I, I hear um, still a decent amount that social selling, you know what? Fooey. It's a waste of time. Um, how do you do you I mean, 30 it's second answer. You know, how do you reply to someone who says I'm not a believer? So I, 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 then you probably don't know how to use it because if you knew, right? Because if you knew how to use it, and I'm going to tell you three ways to use social. Sales reps, I'll say immediately, you're going to get more client referrals. Yeah. In the past, when we wanted to get client referrals, we would go to go sit in front of the client and say, "Hey, you like working with me? Oh my God, you're awesome." <laughs> Well, that's great because, you know, the way we grow our businesses from our happy clients referring us to other prospects or other opportunities, who do you know that can use our products and services the same way you can, you do? And they don't know. But if you come with a list of people that they're connected to on LinkedIn and say, you know, I noticed you're connected to seven people on LinkedIn that I'd love to have a conversation with. Can I run these names by you? That becomes one, two, or three introductions. So as so, soon as you say that to a sales rep, you're like, oh. Like that's part of social so selling. It, social selling is so many it things. It is just a matter of getting into it. Do you feel like you have to have, so we've got um, a decent amount of sales leaders that have reached out to me via this podcast. And one of the questions they often ask is, does my team need to have a navigator? Do they need to have premium or can I keep them on the free version? Th- thoughts on that? Where, where, where's your mind? So... I usually compare it to, okay, I'm going to first ask you, and this is what I'd ask them. Did you ever have a Blackberry? <laughs> did, did you? Yeah, no, you. Yes. You did? Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. You, 
You you went right from platone. I did. To... I did. Okay. Yep. I'm an early so, adopter. So, so let's go. So so even flip phones. So when you had, but when I when I got my first BlackBerry, I was blown away. Absolutely blown away. I could not believe that anything in the world could do what it did. Right. Mm-hmm. I have I have an iPhone now. Right. And a BlackBerry to me is ridiculously old and antiquated. <laughs> That's true. Right. So so LinkedIn.com, the free version, is to me like a BlackBerry. It's phenomenal if that's all you've ever had. But when you get a taste of Self Navigator, the smartphone, you're like, I could never go back. So so you do you draw a difference between premium? I mean, how much of a difference do you get from premium versus navigator then? Well, so here's the other side that I say is that sales navigator is very much like a gym membership. Okay. So you can pay for that gym membership. And if you go times a week, you're going to have an enormous improvement in your health and your well-being and the way you look three times a week. But if you don't go to that gym, you're going to pay every month and get nothing. Mm. So sales navigator is the same thing. If you don't show up three times a week, you're never going to get out of it what yeah, you need. Yeah, interesting. Right? So, but it, sales navigator has enormous, enormous power when used the right way. Wow. wow. Um, yeah, we need to, I, we it, probably yeah. need to. I, I'm happy to share with you a couple of things that you can do on sales navigator that you can't do on LinkedIn. Yeah, give, give us the top, give us one of your top things uh, that you can do on navigator that you can't do on LinkedIn. One of my absolute favorite things on Navigator is you can see um, people that have left or moved in a company in the last 90 days. Wow. I, I mean, the intel around that is absolutely incredible. That's priceless. Yep. And I have a huge proposal out right now. Uh, she was a client. She was a client at a big company. She has a new job. I saw that she moved. I reached out and she brought me into this. Wow. So. And so once it closes, it'll be a great case study, but that's exactly right. But that's exactly, I mean, and, and there are stories and stories, of, and I have lots of little ones like that, but that's Intel that you can't get anywhere else in the wow, world. Interesting. Just, interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, typically a lot of people say, Hey, it's got a hefty price tag. Some of those more upgraded versions, but what I'm hearing from you and others is that it, it's, it's worth it. You know, I mean, an extra hundred bucks here for closing another $10,000. That's a nice ROI. So, um, yeah, and, and individuals can pay the ninety nine dollars, but I think that it's one of the tools tools in the stack that companies really should invest yeah, in. Good. But at the same time, they have to make sure that they're using it the right way because yeah. they can buy it and the reps never use yeah. it. Yeah, interesting confession. I've gone in. I've gone on premium for about six months. I've been on Navigator. For um, probably nine months, I'm back to the the free version at the moment. Confession: I'm I am on the free version, but I'm listening to Bryn again, and I'm like, man. But you know, my role, I switch roles about every six months. <laughs> well, you know, I got Navigator, and I just I I felt like uh, it was it was really good. I just wanted the one thing I wish they had was better content on how to make the most of Navigator. Yeah. But if they did that, I'd be out of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you literally just did a plug for Bryn. You there we go. That. There we go. Um, well, good. So I want to get into some of these tips and tactics. I mean, you're in you're in the face of sales rep. You're you're a, you're a 
sales trader uh, trainer by day. So let's get into some of these key things that you have found organizations can use to really do social selling more effectively. So you've talked to me a little bit before about company pages and I've debated with you a little bit on this, but how can I as a sales rep or sales manager have my people use company pages more effectively? So that's an awesome question. So let's talk about you as the sales manager first. So as a sales manager, we will typically, and not always, but um, assign 50, 100, especially inside sales folks, will have, you know, assigned a large amount of companies that they're going after. Now, some of them are, are handling outbound, if they're doing outbound calling and outbound prospecting, it's really important to start to identify all the decision makers and all of the influencers in a, in a particular company, yeah. right? So, and, and, and even if, you know, you have the, an inbound caller that's coming in, we only have one person of that, and Challenger Sale will tell us there's at least 5.4 people on every decision, right? right? So we have one name. Now we can go into that company page and start searching to find the other 5.4 or three, whatever decision maker. So once you've identified all the titles that are stakeholders in the sales process for you, you can start to identify immediately by using company pages, all the other players that are gonna be part of that, that sales process. Interesting, interesting. So um, yeah, because right now, when we talk about this whole account-based movement, it's not enough just to get one person. You've got to open that up and see if you can't get to the five, six, even seven, according to some studies. Bryn, if you yeah. were doing, um, I get this question a decent amount, the pre-call research, right? Um, we've yeah. heard three by three. I've heard three by 30. Um, certainly Foresight and Steve have, have come, come with that. <laughs> three by 30. Um, uh, I think Trish Bertuzzi in her book maybe talks about five five plus minutes. If you were going to guide somebody to do pre-call research on social, where would you guide them to hit pretty systematically? So first I'll say Trish is one of the most um, accurate and phenomenal people out there. So I think her she said she said five minutes. I'm sure I read that in her that's book. Right. Um, that's That's probably a good amount of time. If you are in account-based selling and you're on a call, I want to caution that if you are in a transactional sale, particularly if you're, let's say you're getting inbound calls all day yep. long that you're answering, you don't have the time to do yes. that necessarily. So I don't want to give a blanket answer. It sure. really depends on the role that you're in, but let's go back to account-based selling. Do, yep. You should, yep. yep. You should invest five minutes before every scheduled call. Interesting. Right. And so you go onto your calendar invite, you've got their names. Even you, a lot of times you've got people's names that you never even knew were going to be on this call. And that happens to me all the time. So you want to go in and for me, and everybody's going to have a different um, opinion on this. I actually connect with them before the yep. call. A lot of people wait till after the okay. call. But I'll connect and say, I'm really looking for, sometimes I'll do this a few days in advance, right? Really looking forward to our call in a couple of days. I love to connect with you, learn a little bit more about you. And if there's anything specific you are personally hoping we cover on our call, please let me yeah. know. Interesting. Interesting. So you'll reach them. And they're like, wow. Yeah, you're on top of your game to be a little more organized, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, 
you asked though, like from a pre-call planning standpoint, so that's part of pre-call planning, right, sort of. Right. And that's not really. But now let's go through their profile, and maybe even before we send out that connection, find out something that we might have in common. Right. Find out or go to their recent activities. Yeah and see things that they've shared and like or comment on something that they've actually shared. So it, you're, you're not learning, well, you're learning a little, but you're also getting on their radar and, and they're like, wow, like I'm impressed before we even have this call. Love it, love it, interesting. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm full of questions today, Steve. Yes. I, yeah. There's a couple of the things, so oh, go ahead, sorry, Brent. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry, I can go on and on. Go ahead, you go there. Well, one of the things, well, we only have a limited time and I have my own personal agenda here that I'm trying to get across <laughs> as well. So, uh, I'm following Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, you mentioned it and I want to just ask your opinion. So let's move aside account-based sales for just a minute. Let's talk that inbound, I'm an inbound sales development rep. I've got... You know, um, at InsightSales.com, we generate about 25,000 inbound leads uh, a month. We've got a designated team still that handles that. Um, it, generally speaking, do you feel like they should be utilizing social in their cadence strategy, th these kind of inbound, more transactional reps? Absolutely. Um, and social is going to come in three areas for them. There is the social... So you have an inbound call. I'm going to pop up their LinkedIn profile, see if I can scan and read something, even if maybe even their Twitter profile to see if there's some information I can gather while the phone's ringing. Sure. Right. So, so there's a lot that you can gather there. The other thing that depending on what you sell, you can start to pull up areas that you might even see gaps in if, if there's marketing or something you can identify. Um, right from even their website or, or profile. So there's a lot of digital footprint pieces that you can pull up while the phone is Yeah, right. love it. Interesting. And, Interesting. Yeah, well, you've yeah. got such these different profiles, like you said, right? You can't give a blanket answer because account-based sales and high-velocity sales are, are just different enough that um, you've got to kind of take it where you are and see if you can't build a strategy around it. Yeah, we see that here, right? Because we have our guys who handle all those inbound leads, and then we have our guys, like the guys that work with me, that we do say, okay, here are the, 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 the organizations that we want to approach. Let's take some time. Let's do some research. Let's look at these individuals. Who do we want to go after there? Right. Who do we want to talk to there? Um, so my guys, my guys have time to, to, to really do the research. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, you know, three by three, not three by 30, but three by three <laughs> is something we preach. 30 seconds, man. It's 30 <laughs> seconds. Relax. Jeez, Luke. So, so I just wanted to, so the second thing, the second thing, so now we've done this, maybe that helps us build rapport. Uh, right. We have the conversation and one of two things happens or one of three things happens. It's now, are they booking appointments yeah. for someone yep. else? Okay. Yes. So the appointment is booked. I will have my rep forward their, the profile of the person I just got off the mm -hmm. phone with to the salesperson that's getting the appointment. So just at this appointment for you, check out their LinkedIn profile. You just made it easier for them, and now and, and that becomes just part of that social. That's part of the yeah, part of the keeping that hand off a little bit tighter, I suppose. Right, and then the third thing, and it depends. So if they're only taking inbound leads, they may not do this. But an inside rep, if there's some responsibility for outreach, I now want to look on the, the the side of the profile of that person that called in. And look at who LinkedIn is saying similar people oh, yeah. to this yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. 
or or even other people that you know that looked at this profile recently viewed profile, you can get a lot of prospects out of that list. So if there's a uh, like I know there are some I mean twenty five thousand leads, man. I'm sure they're really busy and there's no time for outbound. That's these guys, not my guys. <laughs> your guys. So all right, right. So again, it depends on right, the job, right? right. right? But you can get so many similar people will start to feed new prospects. Interesting. So to finish that, then, if I'm responding to inbound leads, I, I look at LinkedIn to do some pre-call research. Um, and then I reach out, let's say, via the phone. I don't get a hold of them. Do you feel like um, four days from now, um, is it worth my time as an inbound rep to jump back on LinkedIn, look at their recent activity, like some of their stuff, comment on one of their recent... Um, you, you know, notes or shares, or is that more of a waste of time for an inbound rep? So I don't think, I definitely don't think it's a waste of time. So, so if you've left a message, um, there's a couple things you could do. You can follow someone on LinkedIn and they'll get a notification that you followed mm. them without actually connecting yet. Mm. That's one thing. Number two, depending on what you do, if you have a, a, a sales navigator, you could actually send an email if you wanted right. to. But, but, they're yeah, absolutely going in and commenting and liking. And then if, if you have a comment and they now like that comment, that is an open door for you to reach right. out to them. And you can do a couple things. You can either, uh, at, I might actually connect with them. Thanks so much for liking my comment. I thought the article you shared was excellent because of this, this, and this. You know, I'd love to set up a, a brief, I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn and possibly set up a brief call to learn a little bit more about your initiative. Mm, mm, interesting. Interesting. Good. Um, I like that. So let's talk about a couple other strategies. We talked a little bit about, um, a little bit about pre-call research, a little bit about Cadence company pages. You mentioned earlier client referrals. Um, yeah. How does that work with, with social? So... I, I've always found that client referrals are the best source of, of business. It, it closes faster. They don't shop you nearly as much as other people if they've been referred in. Uh, and they're much more likely to take your call initially, right, if there's a reference. So it's very simple. And, and Sales Navigator does a great job of this. You can do this in the free version, but you can get so much better, so many better searches in Sales Navigator where you can mine your connections connections based on whatever search criteria you're trying to use to identify the best possible prospects. Through that, it, it takes four minutes. So I, have, I would have my rep, every single client that they're meeting with the, that week, they're gonna mine and pick seven to 10 names out of every single client and have them in their back pocket. So in the moment when that client says, oh my gosh, we have booked three times the amount of appointments since we started using InsideSales.com than we ever did in the whole entire career of, of our company, that's when you go, oh, I'm so glad. I mean, I knew it was going to be great, but I'm so glad it's really, really working for you um, like we expected. You know, I don't know if you know this, but the way that we grow our business has been, you know, a lot from our clients referring us to other people, I happen to notice when we connect on LinkedIn, I hope you don't mind that you have seven people that I would love to get in front of. Can we, can I run these names uh, by you? So you're not asking for the yeah. introduction yet. You're getting that conversation and they'll go, they'll look at that list and say, you don't want to meet him. <laughs> oh, she's awesome. 
Oh, and he would be good. That You know, I think they are growing, and they have like seven reps right now. But, you know, they only had two last year, so that might be good for you, right? And so you have a conversation, and, and seven or ten becomes one, two, or three. You know, I, I think people are so afraid to have that conversation, right, that ask that question because they're worried about what are the ramifications of asking a client for one more thing. And I think that the way you outlined right there is brilliant because it, it, uh, it builds off of something they've done. It builds off of an experience they have and allows you to really leverage that smoothly and appropriately into a way where you can have that conversation. And then the question, hey, if you, you know, you said this one's no good, this one's probably okay, but this is the one I want to go after. Could you facilitate it? Could, could you introduce me? Yeah, and I asked him, would you be open to making a warm introduction? I'll even send you a little yeah. paragraph. All you'd have to do is copy us both in an email, and I'll be able to take it wow. from there. And that's all the powered through Sales Navigator, being able to find three or four people associated with them, part of their connections that you can basically show and then execute on. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. So, you know, it's... it's one, I mean, I don't know what your average sale is, but if one in a year, so if you invest $1,200 in Sales Navigator, if one of those turns into yeah. a client, it more than pays for yeah, itself. Wow. Um, okay, so outside of client referrals, let's talk strategic alliances. How do you build um, better strategic alliances with some of these social tools like LinkedIn? So interesting, so there's, there's, there's two sides to this. The first one is, you have to identify exactly who your strategic alliances are. So if, you're, if you are a CPA, it's financial advisors and tax attorneys, right? So you have to start to identify. And the way that you can do this is to identify what other vendors are selling to your buyers that are not your competitors, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, so who are your buyers? Is it the VP of sales? Is it sales enablement? You know, who are you talking to? And then who else is selling in there? That just that complements what you do, not right. compete. So once you've identified those, to me are the strategic alliances. So once I've identified these, I'm going to my clients. It's funny that, that you said you know they're afraid to ask for one more thing. Every time I go to a client and they're happy, I ask for <laughs> one more thing. So and I have five things I ask for. So one of the other things. So so we talked about the one is you know can I ask you you know who is so. Inside sales, like you might want to know who's your salesforce.com right. rep, right? And would you be open to me reaching out and dropping your name? They don't have to make an introduction for this. So if you just give me their name, I'm going to find them on LinkedIn and I'm going to reach out and say, we have a shared client. We probably should have a conversation. Right. And so now what? Yeah. And once you've done that, you can now each mine each other's connections and make some introductions. About kind of the shared client concept. You you know, it's funny because she brings up the example of financial advisor and CPA. And I was a financial advisor. Uh, I was in the industry for about 10 years and I was always busy building those relationships. It never occurred to me while I was doing it that people were actively doing it on the other side, trying to build relationships with me as well. I thought I was always doing one doing the heavy lifting. But uh, it makes sense to, you know, um, I, I think that industry tends to be a little bit behind the times uh, it, with, with some of this technology and when some of this stuff goes. But uh, 
Yeah. They're getting there. They're moving, moving slowly but surely. <laughs> yeah, I've played in that world as well, and they are a little behind, yeah. but they're coming. Bryn's right, slowly. they're coming. Um, well, let's see if we can't hit a couple of these other points. I mean, Bryn is full of good information. So we've hit partners, we've hit some alliances. Um, let's touch on new connections, and then I'm hearing advanced searches in the Sales Navigator is just killer with some of the stuff. But talk about new connections for a minute. Yep. So every sales rep out there needs to have templates for welcome messages. And there are two welcome messages. One is I want to have a call with you. The other is I want to let you know a little bit about what I'm doing and brand myself in your eyes, but don't necessarily want to call right now. So those are the two, the two areas. And you need to have these and you need to make it simple to grab. I have like Chrome extension text expander that I just type in a quick code and it pops out. But as long as you have um, the somewhere that you're storing, um, I used to, before I had that, I used to store all my templates in the notes of my husband's profile. So whenever I was in LinkedIn, I could hop in, copy and paste. So there are lots of like little, little hacks to do that. But have a welcome message. So let's just deal with um, new connections. So there's two ways that people become a new connection. One, they invited you to connect and you accept. As soon as you do that, it says you're a new connection. Click to their profile, send a message. You can have links in it. And it can be something as simple as, thanks so much for connecting with me on LinkedIn. Typically, I like to have a brief call with my new connection so we can explore ways we might be able to help each other out. Here's a link to my calendar. I use Calendly. Please pick a time that works best wow. for you. And one out of 10 schedule. Really? It's not, it's not pixie dust, right? It's not like they're all scheduling, but one out of 10 So, and, and what do you do now, on that conversation? You just say, hey, um, let, you just did. I love that. So what do I do in that conversation? So this is an exploratory call, right? So I want to learn about them, and I will ask and ask and not even say one word about me until they ask me. So I just make it I about them. I'm trying that. to So do I. I you love know, that idea. And eventually they go, oh, Gabe, what do you do? Right? And now they're, they're ready to listen because they asked you. And I, until they ask, not one word about what I do oh, comes man. out. So, that is brilliant. So then, then, I kind of, then I go into a little bit about what I do, but I don't sell. So here's what I, but what I might say because I may have asked some questions to draw some things out. At the end of the call, let's say it's a 15-minute call, I was like, Gabe, you know what? We're just about at our 15 minutes. It was great to learn a lot about you. You said a few things that resonated with me that I see a lot in my clients. And I have some ideas I'd love to share with you in ways that we've been able to help them. I know we're at our 15 minutes and I don't want to abuse our time. But do you have five minutes now or would you like to set up a second call? That is and now you've got permission. You've got permission to convert it from an explorer. They say, they say, sure. You just said ways we've been able to help our clients. They know you're going into a sales call, but you've earned the right because of having a non-sale. Yeah. You didn't try to pitch mm. them yet. Interesting. I like it. Do you are you pretty picky about who you do that to? I mean, if a sales rep or a, I mean, does it need to be a sales leader or quote unquote somebody more important or just? So for me, it has to be the right person because I just don't yeah. have the time. It depends on how junior you are in the process, yeah. I think, and who you're willing to have those conversations with. And that's why I think you need to have two welcome messages. One of them is I'm not scheduling a call with you, but I want you to know that we're a guided social selling platform. And if you are struggling getting adoption to LinkedIn or social selling with your team and you know you need it in order to get to the next level in your sales process, 
you know, here's a blog post that I think will help you out. Here is a, a video, a, a webinar that I think, and they're all gated. So I'm collecting their names and their emails, knowing that they were interested in that content. I love it. Um, so that's if you're responding to connections and if you reach out and you actually connect with somebody, you're recommending those two kind of intro messages. So I am almost never connecting with someone I don't want to call with unless I met them at a networking event or something like that. So about 95% of the people I'm choosing to connect with, I want to call, right? So now LinkedIn has really done a great job with this in your um, inbox. It will say, George is a new connection. That's right. Fred is yeah. a new connection. Right. Jane is a new connection. It's perfect. So now all you have to do is paste your little template asking for the phone call or offering a really good blog post or, or ebook or, I mean, you guys have a million things to <laughs> our offer, podcast. Right? And, and Listen to our podcast. Or your <laughs> podcast. Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, if you can gatekeep it, that's great. Most podcasts yeah, aren't yeah, we, we don't gatekeep the, the podcast. Not at the moment. But you could have one in a separate area that's gate text. <laughs> gate text. That's right. Hey, specialer. Yeah. Uh, specialer. It's more specialer. <laughs> yeah, gatekeeped. I have an English professor that is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> that's right. Well, let's, we can go ahead and finish up. Oh, that connection thing is fascinating. So just thinking about searches, um, would love to hear your two cents on that. And then we'll let, get back to your regular day job here. Yeah, this is so much is fun, fun, though. So, uh, it makes me think I should start a podcast, but I'll just keep There we go. You. You're welcome back okay. anytime. Ah, uh, thanks. So, so Lead Builder is the, new, the advanced search inside of Sales Navigator. Uh, advanced search works. Lead Builder is yep. better, but they're both great. And the key is, again, you've got to know who your buyers are. You need to know your Boolean search. That's your, you know, VP of Sales or Sales Enablement or sales director like you've got to have that and that's another one to copy and paste because you're going to use it a lot mm -hmm. so you go into sales you will use sales leader and sales navigator for, for for the sake of this and then you the key is you want to select second degree connections people don't typically do this and they'll get first second thirds all mixed in but when you choose second degree connections you are looking at your perfect search and you're able to identify who in your network can make introductions yeah. for you. Wow. Wow. And you can do that through the filter system on Navigator. Right. So now I see I want to meet Fred at ABC Company and Joan at XYZ Company is my connection and Fred's connection. So I can text Joan. I can call Joan. I can email Joan. And I can say, hey, I see you're connected to Fred at ABC Company. It's someone I'm really trying to get in front of. How well do you know him, and would you be open to making an introduction? Wow. Do, do you feel like, um, I mean, you know, in the account-based selling model, you, you need to identify your target accounts, you get your persona figured out, and then you start mapping some context to those accounts, right? Um, certainly, mm -hmm. there's a lot of lead providers, the Inside View, the Zoom, the Data.com, Discover.org, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but a lot of reps I'm seeing are just using LinkedIn yeah. to find contacts. I've got two or three guys who are and just then using LinkedIn. They're using that basically just to get what who they need tied to that account, and they're forgetting about some mm -hmm. of these other providers. Is Are you seeing that? Is that kind of the way it's working now? So I am. There are certain... Um, 
so I came from Dun & Bradstreet, so I'll start with that. Like, that was where my sales career was born. Um, so I know that world really, really well. Um, and I'll say that that there's some real benefits to some of those lists um, that LinkedIn is not doing yet, but I would not be surprised if they start doing it, which is starting to identify a lot of those lists will give you the org yeah. chart. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's one thing I'll reach out to LinkedIn right now. If you're listening, put in org charts and then they'll all wow. disappear. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's, that's a big one. Like if we can start to identify who's reporting to who and what, to, and, and identify by department, then it becomes the most powerful and only wow. list you'll ever need. Well, what's in my what's amazing. What's the difference between those lists that you talked about, Gabe and LinkedIn navigator is, with those lists, a lot of times the more you use those lists, the less effective it is because you're you're pulling those names out. With LinkedIn, what I found is is when when you're working in in a geographic area like Chicago, I don't have many connections in Chicago. I've I've never lived there. I've visited once for the food festival, obviously, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but he I don't loves have... his Chicago pizza, doesn't he? And. I love Chicago. Actually, best hot dogs they ever had. But but I don't have many business connections there. And once I could find one and connect with them, then you look at my second level connections, the more you use it, the better the list gets. Yep. Absolutely. Well, that was a refreshing conversation and very timely for me. My mind is rolling. I was just at a company in... Iceberg, there's so oh, much. My well, then we'll have to tell everybody to stay tuned to, to, to Bryn Tillman episode two. No, man, we got to get, I mean, Bryn, how do people find you? How do they dip into this <laughs> treasure chest of knowledge? So, I mean, there's, there's a couple of places. One is obviously LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn. Um, I actually have some downloads, including um, a lot of the templates, you know, and I was reading off some of those messaging. I have a lot of sample templates there um, and lots of other fun things that you can download. Um, connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, and we've got a whole library of great content at peoplelinks.com slash webinars. Um, there's just a ton of stuff there, um, and it, it, it's free. We just ask for your name and email. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. I get it. I get the it. The jig is up. I mean, and, you know, and that's what everybody no, else sure. is. The, the idea of having gatekeepers on these this content is a game no, changer. Sure. And I'm, I'm de- I was dead serious about that. If you've not... I think Bryn would be offended if you didn't connect with her on LinkedIn, first of all. But number two, check out her LinkedIn. It's a lead magnet. It's a diamondite out there. You will get blown up. You will. You, you have to take something. And when you do, it's trouble. So I'm, I'm going there next. You're up. So. Awesome. I love the view. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Bryn. Um, and everybody else, thank you for listening and, and uh, sticking with us for these uh, about 40 minutes. Uh, feel free to listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Subscribe to us so it automatically shows up on Monday and Thursday morning in your phone. Uh, if you have any questions, email us. Uh, we're at podcast at insidesales.com. Uh, or you can send Gabe or I a, a Twitter message. Uh, Gabe is at Gabe Larson. That's S-E-N. And I'm at Steve Error, E-R-R-O-R-R. And uh, find us on LinkedIn and find Bryn on LinkedIn and reach out to us and let's connect. And, and with that, let's get at it. Yeah.